0: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning at Wax, as we turn the calendar page, it's now November, so welcome to November. Not a bad way to get into November, I think that was one of the better Halloween evenings we've had a long time around here. As we do the chores at the Shank of the day, Bob and Joe with you this morning. Did you have anybody at your house back in the Coons <laughs> or back in the Coolies, rather, <laughs> down there at uh, Welke Land and Cattle Company? Actually, I did.
1: You didn't believe me when I told you, no, but
0: well, I can't imagine them walking down the driveway.
1: <laughs> no, my I had uh, my grandson came. Well, good with well, his parents came too. And um, I actually actually went to my other son's house and I handed out candy to my granddaughter and my other grandson. Well,
0: good for you. All right. Yeah, it was great to see a lot of fun costumes last night. The kids were out. One thing I noticed, a lot of costumes, they were lit up. You know, they had those uh, little lights on them, which is a good thing because it gets dark, you know, so early. So the traffic can see them. But hopefully everybody had a good Halloween And uh, got a lot of candy that you can share with mom and dad and grandpa and grandma. That's always the the good thing about Halloween. It's a sharing holiday, so hopefully you did. And uh, I didn't hear of anybody doing anything stupid, so that's a good thing. Well, as far as uh, things we've got going on this morning, we'll take a look at the Crop Progress Report, how things are doing there. National 4-H Council, man, they got a nice gift back in February. We'll share a little bit about that. And uh, lots of other chores. Uh, have you recovered from your adventures down at the National FFA Convention in Indianapolis?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I took a nap yesterday,
0: so well, that's I guess a good so. good thing. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, and Ben Steyer was a great, Ben Steyer out of Menominee was a great candidate for National FFA office, but it's stacked against you when well, you've got an officer from Wisconsin this year to get two in a row. Uh, that's hard to do, and I don't know who's ever done it.
1: I don't know who has ever done it either the um what the candidates that were there were very very vested in what was going on oh,
0: they always are yeah. and
1: and there was a lot of excitement when they ended up getting to go up on stage, so I'm sure that the new officer team will do a great job, just like the last one
0: absolutely, and uh what the central region vice president or central region officer is from Oklahoma that will deal with Wisconsin,
1: yeah. Right. Well, and they kind of deal with who's in their region, but yet they do split it up. So they they travel. Usually it's two of them traveling together, mm-hmm. and they travel all over. So they kind of yeah. just pick where they're going to go and work together on it. Four
0: young ladies, two young men, the president's from Virginia. Correct. All right. So uh, good luck to those young people, and they get to our part of the country. We'll hail them down, but uh, they selected uh, Oklahoma, Illinois, uh Texas, Texas, that's as far west. That's
1: the western region. It has to do with where the population of the membership and how it's split up mm-hmm. with the regions.
0: Yeah, and Texas has a big FFA membership.
1: A huge, huge. Yeah. I think it was 156,000.
0: The one thing that uh, kind of disappoints me, though, and I've always enjoyed this over the years, going in like we do going in and talk to FFA students at their schools for our Saturday FFA program on the air, is look at the state picture of all the kids from Wisconsin, and advisors that are at the National Convention, that big picture, get them all together, because Wisconsin always has one of the largest delegations at the National Convention. I said, I told you before you went. That's the place to run into all the people from Wisconsin is that uh, state picture.
1: And they don't do the state picture anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, I can understand that during the COVID, but I hope they bring that back. I think it would be great. Didn't
1: you, you even get in on some of those pictures?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Once <in a> while. <laughs> Bob, get in here. You do more FFA than anybody else. Get in here. So I, I got in one or two over the years, but, uh, but I always enjoyed, uh, seeing all the kids come together from Wisconsin and it just drove the photographers nuts because there were so many, you know, some states, you know, 60, 70 in Wisconsin, I don't know, three, four, 500. I don't know how many were down there, but that's one thing they don't do anymore and it's disappointing.
1: I think it was on the top side of three, four, five hundred. Because yeah. I know my niece and well, they're from. They're not from. Their chapters aren't in this state, but I, my my niece in law brought uh, quite a few, and I know there was a quite a few from the area that brought yeah. six, eight, nine kids. Yeah. So.
0: so, but no state pictures anymore, and uh, one of the downsides. All right, hey, we've got uh, November, the cloudiest month of the year. Not today. The crack of dawn never
2: sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: I hear those guys do that raptor, that fast talk at the end of those commercials, which you can't understand anyway, but I wonder how many times they have to do it so they can get it in the allotted dime, but uh, that's a lot of fast talking. Hey, sunny today, 69. You're going to enjoy it. And then uh, partly cloudy Wednesday and Thursday, into the 70s, then it's cooling off on Friday and Saturday. Chance of rain in the 50s, and partly cloudy on Sunday at about 54. So you got more harvesting to do. <sighs> yeah, Kicker in the tail, because uh, today, tomorrow, and Thursday, it should be pretty nice weather. 35 degrees right now here in the Chippewa Valley on wax. 35 degrees, it's about a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM. W-A-X-X-O-Claire. Time to find out what's going on.
3: NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. Paul Pelosi is awake and speaking with investigators from his hospital bed after being brutally attacked in his Bay Area home last week. Authorities say the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was attacked with a hammer after a man forced his way into the couple's home. Mr. Pelosi underwent surgery for a fractured skull. The Department of Justice announced that David Depape is being charged with attempted kidnapping and assault. Police in Chicago are confirming up to 14 victims as a result of a drive by shooting.
4: The age ranges for the victims are uh, a three year old, an 11 year old, and we have reports of a 13 year old, and everyone else uh, is going to be adult.
3: It happened Monday night in the city's Garfield Park neighborhood. Authorities say their conditions range from non life threatening to critical. Former President Trump is asking the Supreme Court to stop an effort by congressional Democrats to get his tax returns. Mark Mayfield has the story. This after
5: a judge ordered the Democrat-controlled House Ways and Means Committee to be given years of his income tax returns by the Treasury Department. Trump already lost in the federal appeals court, D.C., trying to reverse that order. Democrats say the effort is part of an investigation into how the IRS
3: audits presidential tax returns. Hallmark Christmas movies will be streaming on Peacock this holiday season. Peacock announced Monday that it's teaming up with Hallmark Media to feature programming from its family networks. The programming will include 40 new Hallmark Christmas movies. Hallmark programming begins on Peacock starting Wednesday. You're listening to NBC News Radio.
0: You ever watch any of those Hallmark Christmas movies? Are on already? I watch them. I I like them. I think they're they're well done and they're great taste. And the,
1: well, you know what the ending's going to be. I,
0: I know it. I always, I call them the kiss movies <laughs> because they always end on a kiss. You know you know what's going to happen. and It always ends on a kiss. But they're good movies. Uh, I mean, they're it's not uh, Academy Award type movies. But uh, they're good they're good family movies to watch.
1: Yeah, and they tell a good story.
0: Yeah, they do. They come up with a lot of them. But 40 new ones, oh boy, i got a lot to look forward to.
1: <laughs> you, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. down there in the place where I live, I don't uh, get that kind of TV.
0: Yeah, no, you don't get that. <laughs> All right, four minutes after five. Weather's great. We'll, we'll see about the markets.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: All right, weather-wise, 1st of November, I think you're going to like it. Sunny, 69 today, so obviously some folks going to see 70. Down to about 36 overnight, then partly cloudy Wednesday and Thursday. Temperatures in the low 70s, and uh, then it's going to change into the 50s, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the next week. And Friday and Saturday, we do have chances of rain in the forecast, so you've got about Looks like about three more good days for the harvest before you might have to shut her down for a few days. We'll check with Mike Dandry and see how hard that rain might be on Friday and Saturday. But, again, next three days is going to be gorgeous. Nice temperatures this morning, too. We've got 35 in Rice Lake, 37 in Medford. Wausau is 36, Marshfield 41, 38 in La Crosse and Green Bay, 35 in the Madison Sun Prairie area. Milwaukee's at 47. And it's 35 right now in the Eau Claire-Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Feeding information to
2: the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm
0: Report. Yeah, good luck to all the teams going to state. I know the Chippewa Falls volleyball team is going to the uh, state tournament, and I... I guess I don't have the list of everybody else. having haven't followed that close, but uh, just heard that in conversation. So good luck as the teams go down there, supported by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, what about the livestock numbers?
1: Well, the choice-fed beef steers are 145 to 157 with mixed at 90 to 142. Choice fed beef heifers are 145 to 154 with mixed at 84 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 128 to 142 with select and silage fed steers 77 to 127. Cows are 65 to 89. Bulls are 75 to 105. Butcher hogs are 62 to 94 with sows at 53 to 62. Boars are 15 to 34. Shorn market lambs are a dollar to a dollar five. Unshorn market lambs are ninety five to a dollar five. Feeder lambs are seventy five to one sixty five.
0: And at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, we had cattle prices lower. Hogs were mixed. We've got uh, December live cattle one fifty two forty seven down fifty two. February one fifty five eighty two down a half a dollar. And April at one fifty nine oh seven that was down fifteen. Feeder cattle November one seventy seven sixty two down 25 January 17945 that was down 92 March 18157 down a dollar April down 95 April and May were both down 95 April at 18552 May at 18840 hogs were mixed lean hog carcass contracts December 8492 closing down a dollar 17 February hogs, 88.45, down 40. April, 93.60, up 90. And May lean hogs, 97.95. That was up 85. Board of Trade was up yesterday on uh, some of the news around the world. Russia, of course, getting out of that Ukraine export deal. It put uh, corn prices a little higher. Soybeans were were stronger on some uh, demand for bean oil. Overnight December corn down a fraction at six ninety one. The oats up four to five cents at three hundred ninety three. December wheat was down a nickel overnight at eight seventy six. And let's jump out to March soybeans overnight eleven to twelve cents higher at fourteen thirty nine with the meal for December up a dollar and a half a ton at one hundred twenty nine sixty. Barrel cheese up a cent and three quarters, one ninety four and a quarter. The blocks unchanged, one ninety six. Butter took a dip, big dip, down nineteen and a half cents. Great double A butter, two ninety four and a half. Reports are that all the grocery stores have uh, purchased all the butter they're going to need for the holiday season, and uh, so there's not uh, such a push on the demand. But again, butter was down nineteen and a half. October class three went off the board, down two cents, twenty one eighty one. Tomorrow. We'll get the official October Class Three price. November up 26 at 2047. December, $19 even, up 19 cents. January was down 9 at 1881. February up 4 at 1926. So that's where we are right now in the markets. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to go back to the National FFA Convention and uh, Jill talk with some more young people. We'll hear from them in just a moment. Keeping it at
2: rural. Wax one hundred four point five, and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: So those wheat and grain prices in Chippewa Falls and Connorsville. Corn is at six thirty six, with soybeans at thirteen seventy one. And Con- oh, Connorsville is six thirty six, and soybeans are at thirteen fifty
0: four. All right. So again, keeping you up with the markets. And again, National FFA, it, it was a big, what'd you tell me, a big crowd down there?
1: Yeah, they had a record breaking crowd of 69,597 wow. members and guests.
0: That's a lot of people to come into your town, and I'm sure all the uh, all the merchants in Indianapolis, and I bet the only thing that made them mad was they're not old enough to go to the bars. <laughs> <laughs> well, the f- but-
1: I know they the food places cut down on their menus just to try to... Keep up yep, with yep. all the
0: people coming in. Yep, that's a good thing. 69,000 plus. Yep. Wow, that's a big crowd. All right, and of course, uh, I think uh, nobody was left in New Auburn, at least for kids, because uh, Brenda Shile is such an advocate of the Agri Science Fair competition, and she had an awful lot of young people down there, or rightly so. They earned their way down there, and uh, Jill. Again, talk to some of those. Uh, let's let's hear what's uh, going on with the New Auburn FFA down there in Indianapolis.
1: In the Sea of Blue Jackets down here at the 95th National FFA Convention, I caught up with some young ladies that got to go across the big stage for their agri science project. They are Kylie Trosseth and Madison Church from the New Auburn FFA, and they were in the Plant Systems Division Six category. So, Kylie, what's your project all about? We wanted to determine if plants would have a faster plant growth rate on corrugated steel siding or windows compared to those on a flat surface. Where'd you ever come up with an idea to test this out? We wanted to find an idea on how to help third-world countries in need of food. And a lot of the buildings down there are made out of steel and windows, so we wanted to see if that would be a better way for them to grow plants. So what was the result? We found that the... Corrugated steel siding did the best, which we think did the best because it conducts more heat to keep the
6: plants warmer. Madison, you got to present down here. What does that all entail? We presented in front of business managers and different representatives and just kind of shared our project with them. Were they able to ask some questions too? They were. They had 15 minutes at the end of everyone presenting to ask questions to us. And down here at Nationals, not everybody gets to present. Any idea how many? Um, I know for our plant category, there was about five teams that presented. You guys are some of the elite presenters down here. And as I mentioned, you did get to go across the
1: stage. So, Kylie, how did you guys place? We took 10th in the nation. Congratulations. Now, let's look ahead a little bit to
6: next year. Are you going to do a agri-science project again, Madison? I am not because I'm graduated, but I know Kylie is looking towards advancing in it. So you're graduated, so you're going to get that question that Bob asks everybody. What are you doing now? I'm currently at UW-Eau Claire for undeclared, but I'm transferring to CVTC for business management. And
1: Madison kind of let out that Kylie's going to do it again next year. Any idea what path you're going to take? No idea yet. (laughs) just enjoy the success that you've had down here at the 95th national ffa convention and that was madison church and kylie trosseth from the new auburn ffa and i'm joe welke
0: yeah good stuff for those young people getting to get on there and participate compete ask questions have to think on their feet it's really a good good learning experience no question about that Fifth, we want to thank the folks at uh, Nasonville Dairy and h and Manufacturing for sponsoring our reports. Are you all done or have you still got more? I still have more. a girl. All right. So we're not done hearing from our FFA members who were in Indianapolis uh, last week at the FFA convention. And again, thanks to uh, H&S Manufacturing and the Nasonville Dairy. Quarter after five, we've got some farm news to look at. Crops are coming off fast now. Wax one
2: zero four point five and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And once again, brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. We're looking at some of our farm news, and Joe, uh, the
1: wheels are rolling. They absolutely are. The fall harvest is getting close to the finish line. This week's USDA Crop Progress Report shows seventy six percent of the corn and eighty eight percent of the soybeans have now been harvest, ac- harvested across the country. That puts the harvest for both crops ahead of both last year and the five-year average as the corn harvest jumped 15% from last week while beans were up 8%. The report also shows shows 87% of the winter wheat has now been planted with 62% of the crop already emerged. Here in Wisconsin, farmers have harvested 37% of the corn crop, up 15% from a week ago, but still well behind last year and the five-year average. The moisture content of the corn harvested last week was at 22%. State farmers are wrapping up their soybean harvest as they now have 86% of their beans off, a little ahead of both last year and the five-year average. They also have 96% of their winter wheat planted, with 79% of those plants emerged. And they're half done with their fall tillage. Topsoil moisture improved a little over the past week as it's now rated 77% adequate surplus, 20% short, and 3% very short. And here's a good place to put in. We have the October rainfall from Greg Colemansberger of Colemansberger Farms of Loyal. They got 1.13 inches of rain in October and about a half inch of snow. Their high was seventy four on the eleventh, and the low was twenty one on the nineteenth. And he says he's got the beans off the first couple of days of the month, and they just started combining the corn.
0: All right, so do it safely, Coleman's Burger Brothers over there, and everybody else, because they uh, are really going after a lot of a lot of vehicles moving right now: combines, grain trucks, grain carts, tractors, so um, fall tillage tools. So do it safely. That is for sure. And uh, before we move on and uh, hear about tire replacements, National 4-H Council, Jill, got a a pleasant surprise. Boy, oh boy, what a gift.
1: They absolutely did. They got some extra money for their programs. In February, writer and philanthropist Mackenzie Scott gave the council an unrestricted gift of $50 million. Unrestricted means they can use it for whatever they think they need to. Now the council is sharing how they plan to use that money. They plan to use $10 million a year over the next five years to strengthen and invigorate the 4-H youth programming. The council wants to develop a better volunteer and staff recruitment tools, expand the 4-H Positive Youth Development Academy, expand national in-person 4-H youth experiences, and give 4-H a new digital platform.
0: $50 million unrestricted. I don't know what his... uh or her, I don't know, McKenzie, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, I don't know that author. It is a her? Yeah. Okay, well, why she gave it, I don't know what her tie to 4-H is, but uh, good for her, that's right. All right, replacement tires, as you get out there and lots of wheels as we set our roll and what's the market availability right now with replacement tires. Can you find them, if you're going to find them, can you afford them? We'll talk about that next, right here on Wax agriculture it's a wisconsin way of life wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report the supply chain situation has reared its ugly head in so many many ways since uh, the covid pandemic hit the world bob bozel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn and right now as farmers are in the, the middle of their harvest they are so dependent on tires for combines and semis and wagons and trailers and stephanie there is a challenge in that industry
7: yes bob and i don't think the middle of harvest is ever the best time to have to get the tools you need to literally keep rolling in the field i'm stephanie hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison especially this year as you said when the supply chain is just not normal Kevin Rolwing is the Chief Technical Officer for the Tire Industry Association. He says if you didn't plan ahead, you may be in a tough spot if you need to buy equipment tires. But we also talk about the ways you can stretch your dollar and keep those egg tires operating like new. First, we talk about this year's tire pricing and availability.
5: There are supply issues that that they may have in certain tires, certain sizes, on certain pieces of equipment. So thinking that, oh, I'll just wait a couple of months to buy those tires, you know, you may be waiting longer than that, because right now there are supply issues up and down, you know, the supply chain in in the tire industry, and and farm and ag tires are no different.
7: Tell me, uh, what is the problem with tires? Where are they coming from? Is it a container issue? Is it uh, domestic transportation? Why are we seeing uh, some backlogs or delays there?
5: Well, there's always a certain degree of it, especially in the farm market, a certain degree of it's going to be tied to original equipment. So, you know, you've got to look at what's going on in, in uh, you know, new farm equipment sales and, and where that is. You know, that's going to be one of the, one of the telltales. But, you know, right now there's, they're still selling equipment, so that means they're still using tires. And, and what happened was during the pandemic they shut down. I mean, everybody did because nobody knew how long it was going to last. And what happened was is that while they were shut down, there were still tires being used, like the, the aftermarket and everything else. There were still, I mean, farmers didn't quit during the, the pandemic. They still had to work. So so the demand that they were going to be creating was still there when there was no supply being created, so that when the economy just started right back up and all the OE started back in again and then the bigger side of, of uh, you know the, the farm market kicks in, the aftermarket replacement market, They just never caught up. And you got a lot of stuff coming from offshore that's sitting in a container, you know, off of uh, Los Angeles Harbor or, or, uh, you know, is is en route from overseas. I mean, you've got all those supply chains that, that are impacting this. And, yes, we can produce a lot of farm tires here. I mean, there's a lot of farm tire production in the U.S., but not enough for everything. When everything goes wrong at the same time, you end up where you are right now, which is that, and again, it could be certain sizes are good or bad. I mean, I think that's part of the issues that that they may have is that, you know, if something goes down, you know, availability of, of a tire or tires could be questionable.
7: Let's say you did plan ahead, but things go awry in the field. What are folks going to be looking at in terms of, of wait times, or is it going to depend?
5: Oh, it, it's going to depend on it's going to depend on the size and the type of tire. I mean, again, you know, it, it, in the farm tire market, you just can't take any tire in that size. You got to have an application specific tire, otherwise, it's going to cause problems. So it, they don't have a lot of options to begin with. They have fewer options than, than anybody else, you know, other than like uh, earth mover. So I think, again, it's going to be on a case-by-case basis.
7: So I'm curious about the cost of tires. What has that increased looked like?
5: Well, I mean, Firestone just announced a 10% increase. It was effective September 1. Firestone's a pretty big uh, agricultural tire manufacturer here in the U.S. They're adding another uh, 10%, and they did, it. they did it again. They did uh, up to 14% uh, before. Tires have gone up. 20, they've gone up 25 percent in the last 12 months.
7: Is that expected to continue? I mean, what are you oh, forecasting?
5: More of the same. I mean, I, I, I think you have to. It's to be expected that, that nothing's going to change. I mean, it, the supply. It's either the supply or the demand has to change. Right now, not, a, not no relief that I can see.
7: How can farmers get the most out of their tires?
5: Well, I mean, it's it's you know inflation, inflation, inflation. I mean, I think that's the the key thing is that if if they really want to see you know the longest performance and and best cost per mile or cost per hour, however they're they're looking at it, um usually cost per hour on that kind of thing. Uh, it's to keep it inflated. I mean, proper tire inflation, you know on those having the right inflation pressure for the load and the equipment and the ground conditions and everything. If you get the right inflation pressure, you're going to get the best performance. And when it's underinflated, you're going to have problems. And when it's overinflated, you're going to have problems. Watching where you're driving, you know, trying to clear the big hazards as best as you can and not just driving over them. I mean, some of that's unavoidable. But, again, you know, you got to... Remember that, that um, you know, the tire is, is, just a, is just a cushion of air inside of it. And if, if that air pressure is too low, then it's going to overflex, which is going to build up heat, which is going to cause breakdown in the bonds between the components, and that leads to failure. So,
7: And at the correct PSI, I mean, do you, yes. it should be exactly at what the tire tells you?
5: Yeah, the equipment manufacturer, whoever the manufacturer of the equipment is, they're going to have a spec pressure. That's the pressure you use. That's the pro- the problem. Is too many people go by what's on the side of the tire, and what's on the side of the tire is is could be a lot more than you need. It could be overinflated, and overinflated, you're more likely to an impact break because the cut the tire is harder, it flexes less, so it's much more likely to have an impact break. Whereas if you're at the right pressure, then you may not have that. So the pressure is set by the the equipment manufacturer for the the tire and the wheel position, and understanding that that temperature has an effect on pressure. So on cold mornings, tire pressure needs to be checked, especially on the cold mornings, and adjusted then because that's when it won't be underinflated for well, the load.
7: Let's talk about checking the pressure, though. Is it as easy as just hitting yeah. it with a hammer, or do you recommend actually using a gauge? I-
5: We call that a bootometer. If you just hit it with a hammer, it's a bootometer. You kick it with your boot. That's never accurate. I mean, the only way you're going to know is with a gauge.
7: All right. So, yeah, take that gauge to it. Check that pressure. And, yeah, it fluctuates. So cold mornings, check it. But when it gets hot in the day,
5: leave it. Leave it. The best thing, if you start every morning with the right pressure every morning, then no matter what happens to that tire during that day, if you're staying. and, And that's another thing, too, I guess, going back to what you had said before about about tires is, um, you know, how can they le- increase the life of tires? Is uh, speed? Speed is that you know when you're going in between in between fields and you're you're out roading the tires, is that there is a maximum speed for that tire, and exceeding that maximum speed can can cause damage and, and shorten tire life as well. So the the slower you go, the better.
0: And again, take care of those tires. They're not getting any cheaper out there. And in some places, uh, having trouble finding the needed tires. Kevin Rowling talking about that as far as uh, one of the things that uh, maybe not get your attention, but uh, take care of those tires. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, it's a Tuesday morning. Let's see what's going on over at Premier Livestock in Withy. See if the lot's full yet.
2: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and
0: the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out what's going on this week so far over at Premier Livestock in the the area. Rocky Olson joins us. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. Man, you'd never know it was the first day of November, 69 what? and sunny today. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I was
4: doing a little machinery
0: stuff yesterday and got a little bit of a sun tan out there. Yeah, so. you will today and then uh, maybe tomorrow on Thursday and Thursday. Then Friday, a little rain. When is that auction again, the machinery auction? Uh, November 18th. Oh, that's not far away. And lot's filling up. I haven't been by there in a couple weeks. Yep. All right. We'll talk more about that later on. But anyway, let's get to, to the market report. What happened yesterday over there at Premier? Uh, Thank you, Bob. Uh, Good
4: morning, everyone. This is how the week is uh, starting off here at Premier. Fed cattle uh, traded steady. Uh, High choice in uh, prime Holstein steers, 126 to 137. Low choice in select, 115 to 125. Choice beef steers and heifers, 133 to 143. Market cows traded steady. High-yielding cows from 74 to 87. Most cows from 62 to 73. Market bulls, high-yielding, 92 to $1.08. Lower-yielding, 91 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High-yielding cows from $85 to $1.05. Lower-yielding, lightweight, 84 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves stronger. Uh, most of the Holstein bull calves sold from $85 to $205 per head. Beef calves $125 to $325. Holstein heifer calves 10 to $50 today, Tuesday. Uh, we do have our special feeder cattle auction uh, also selling bred beef cows. Expecting $800 to 1000 head of feeder cattle and around 100 bred beef cows. If you're bringing beef Cows, they do need to be to the barn by 9 o'clock a.m. for prank checks. Then, tomorrow, Wednesday, we got an outstanding run of high quality dairy cattle with three complete herd dispersals. We got a hundred cow Holstein uh, freestall parlor herd, very nice herd there. Uh, we have a deep pedigreed uh, registered herd of Holsteins and Red Holsteins. Uh, those are going to be tie stall cows, and there's a full catalog, multi generation catalog, already on the website. Uh, we have another freestall parlor herd, and Uh, Many of our top consigners are selling parlor, freestall, fresh two- and three-year-olds tomorrow. Just an outstanding lineup, Uh, like I said, for the sale tomorrow. We also have a nice registered Holstein bull big enough for cows. More information on all these consignments at uh, premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us anytime, 715-229-2500. Like we said at the top, we got our machinery auction November 18th. Uh, If you're bringing items and you want to get them in the newspaper advertising, you need to have them in by this Wednesday morning morning uh, to get them in the ad. Otherwise, if you've called us, let us know what you're bringing. Uh, November 7th, next Monday, that'll be the last day to bring consignments, and we are filling up on the smaller items, um, so make sure you call ahead to make sure we still are accepting items. So, any other questions, like I said, call us anytime, and Bob, that is the way it shaped up.
0: So, how many rings, how many auctioneers are you going to have?
4: We're probably going to do three. Okay. I mean, it's not as big as the last one, but still a very nice sale, so...
0: Wow, that's a good thing. All right, sir, you have a good one. Okay, thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And, uh, again, lots of things going on over there. This Mackenzie Scott. I thought I recognized the name, but Jill was telling me. Now, who is she?
1: Well, she's... uh, This is a gal
0: that gave $50 million to the National 4-H Council we were talking about a few minutes ago.
1: Yeah, she's an American novelist, and she is ex-wife of jeff bezos of uh, amazon so she owns part of amazon
0: yeah she's one of the richest women in the world richest people in the world for that matter
1: yeah but she's she,
0: giving away a lot of money
1: she is she gave almost 85 million dollars to the girl scouts
0: boy oh boy yeah and amazon's not going away so her bank accounts isn't getting any smaller
1: right it seems like kind of a little bit of a challenge to give away that much
0: money Yeah. well she's doing a good job and she's giving it to some some good people Kids that need it, that's a good thing. Girl Scouts, 4-H, be interesting to get the whole list of uh, where she's all given money. But that is a nice, nice donation, that's for sure. So, Mackenzie Scott, I guess <laughs> it's uh, not what you know, it's who you know. She married Jeff Bezos. She picked the right guy <laughs> and got rid of him. <laughs> oh, boy, but that's a good thing. All right, well, let's find out about Is that a good thing? We go over to the weather room, skywarren thirteen. Mike Dandrea joins us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good. November, the cloudiest month of the year, and not today, huh?
8: No, not today, but uh, tomorrow it may be, but it's not really going to feel like November. Honestly, I, I kind of forgot that that's where we're turning the, mu- the calendar to, because today, widespread sunshine, upper 60s. Tonight, mainly clear, and despite that, we'll still have temperatures only dipping to about the mid to even upper 40s for our overnight lows. Now tomorrow, a few clouds will start to roll in, but winds pick up quite a bit out of the south. Could be gusting upwards of 30 miles per hour, and highs approaching record territory. Mind you, our record high tomorrow, 75 degrees, set back in 1933. We'll be getting close to that with low to mid-70s for our highs tomorrow. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, mid-50s for our overnight lows, still a bit breezy. Thursday, we'll have a few more clouds again, but upper 60s for our highs, still a bit breezy. Friday, a few chances at some showers and even some storms possible as our temperatures fall throughout the day into about the low 50s and some upper 40s by the mid-morning and early afternoon. A few more chances at some showers Friday night, mid-40s for our lows. Saturday and Sunday bring a few more chances at some showers with mid-50s for the highs and mostly sunny on Monday with low 50s. Right now we do have just a couple clouds, otherwise mostly clear, and a temperature
0: of 33 degrees in Eau Claire. Ah, nice morning out. So I got badger tickets to go to Madison on Saturday. How what am I going to get? Well, I would probably just
8: bring the uh, poncho. Uh, I would like to say an umbrella, but, you know, you don't want to obstruct the view no, of the people uh, behind you. They would probably get a little upset with you.
0: Yeah, they don't like sitting behind me anyway. <laughs> oh,
8: I would love to sit behind you. Well, I'd love to go to a Badger game. That would be kind of cool. oh, uh,
0: well, sometime we'll make that happen. I think we will. All right. Hey, Mike, thank you. Absolutely. Bob, have a good one. All right. Mike Dandrea, over there. 33 degrees as we look at our weather. We'll catch up with Morgan. Uh, well, she's just kind of floating around in the newsroom right now, not doing anything. Let's go see if we can...
9: Ha! Well... <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for you. That's all I ever well, do. there you go.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. You know, did you see the, this Mackenzie Scott? I mean, this is amazing to me. I don't care how much money you got, but to mm-hmm. to give away that to the groups is, is really... You know her, that ex-wife of Jeff Bezos? Yes,
9: yes. Yeah, well, and she was instantly made the second richest person in the world yeah. uh, by way of their divorce I for know. her. But yeah, she's done a lot of philanthropic work with her money. She really. Uh, she probably just... gave it out to trick or treaters last night. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a good use
0: for well, it. Would you like? To, I don't know how close you can get to her house.
9: I wait in uh, line for a while. Oh
0: man, just what would you do with that money if you'd have met Jeff Bezos instead of Alex? <laughs>
9: <laughs> Talk about the jackpot. <laughs> yeah, I think you know what I would have taken a similar route as her because I i'm not a material person and there's really only so much you can have and they say exactly. that after a certain point it actually becomes a detriment instead of a blessing and why not put it into good use around you if you can
0: i know a lot of people say winning the lottery was the worst thing that ever mm-hmm. happened yeah you know they give it put their trust funds for their grandchildren and children and buy off their mortgages and all this that and the other thing and then then they still got people nagging at them to, you know, give me some of your money.
9: Well, at work here, it's a nice reminder that there are more important things in life than money, right? Sure. Because yeah. uh, we'll update you on that Powerball, too. Oh, that could yeah, be coming in right. your way, speaking of money. But before that, we have headlines, and we'll get to those. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Now, in Barron County, you may have seen and heard about the Genio and the chemical leak. It's the all clear from the sheriff and filling in the details about exactly what happened. We have 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster.
8: The sheriff got a 911 call about 9.30 yesterday morning after somebody at the plant accidentally mixed and lysine, causing a poisonous gas. Two workers went to the hospital to be checked out. The sheriff's office closed Highway 8 for a while, but later opened the highway and said there was no longer a danger to the public. I'm John DeMaster.
9: We go to the courts where the Waukesha Christmas Parade killer has two weeks left in county jail. The judge in the case said Darrell Brooks Jr. sentencing for November 15th and 16th. Now, of course, Brooks is going to prison for the rest of his life for killing six and injuring 60 others during last year's Christmas parade. The only question is whether he'll serve those sentences back to back or all at once. Brooks was in court yesterday, once again, though, removed from the courtroom because of outbursts. The judge says 36 people would like to speak at Brooks's sentencing. Well, there'll be a change to the landscape on Water Street. It's out with the Ottawa House and a new development making a splash. Eau Claire's plan commission last night gave the thumbs up and green light to OK Designs for a new storefront and apartment building to go in that place. You maybe remember the landmarks commission voted back in September to tear down that Ottawa house because of age and deterioration. The hope is to start work as soon as possible on the replacement with uh, some storefronts and apartments being the plan there for that development. Well, it'll be back to work for most of us today. Nobody won last night's billion-dollar Powerball jackpot, not matching uh, any of the winning numbers, which means it does roll over and add to the pile again. $1.2 billion for Wednesday night's drawing, and uh, it's expected to be at least over that. It's not quite a record, though. It was in 2017 where $1.5 billion was. And maybe you had trick-or-treaters at your house last night or you're uh, flipping through and eating candy for breakfast. Hey, no judgment here. In California, though, it got a little rowdy. There was actually a cat that had to spend the night behind bars. Officials in Yuba City say a homeowner's cat was found playing with a bat, which tested positive for rabies. The cat is now in a 30-day
5: quarantine. The bat was alive and being batted around, as cats tend to do. It was captured and sent for testing, which came back positive, according to a city press release. People are urged to call animal control immediately if there's a living or dead bat inside your home. Despite the legend, out of nearly 1,000 species, only three bats feed on blood, and it's usually that of cattle. John Bernize, NBC
0: News Radio. And
9: somebody has to take care of those cattle. I have a good feeling that's you. So let's send you back to the barn as we continue with the chores with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5.
0: Now, you live out in the country in an in older farmhouse. You have bats?
9: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When <laughs> on I
0: lived out, out by Elk Mound, we'd have those, and, of course, I'd sleep right through everything. My wife would, bah, bah. Oh yeah! Get out the tennis racket.
9: And, and, or uh, Alex keeps this. You'll know this about him because he likes his sci-fi movies. Oh, yeah. He has a bat by the bed, sure, but he also keeps a lightsaber from Star Wars. <laughs> You're going to go out there and fight the force for me and keep him away from the house. Don't we feel safe?
0: Oh boy. <laughs> bats uh necessary evil well I'll they do
9: eat a lot oh, of the bugs absolutely. and mosquitoes they're great for the ecosystem yep, so really i don't are. get too riled up about no,
0: them i don't either but i just do not have them flying around my bedroom
9: <laughs> i know a lot of people that feel that way <laughs> yeah, namely sure. my daughter at yeah, 12 years old screeching. So. thanks morgan <laughs>
0: anytime bob okay morgan mccarthy in the newsroom this morning we're about 19 minutes away from six o'clock a little more farm news and uh we've also got some calendar items We'll get you caught up on some of that here on Wax. 33 degrees right now. We're going to about uh, 69 sunny today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 33 degrees, about 69 sunny today. And the uh, state of Wisconsin really focusing on the meat industry, our meat processing industry. We have so many great local processors, I'll tell you. Every time I stop and buy some of those products, I'm just amazed at how good they are. All over the place, we're we're lucky in Wisconsin, but again, the workforce trying to get them trained, trying to get them employed, that's a challenge. But uh, they're working on it, Jill. The Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade,
1: and Consumer Protection, along with the University of Wisconsin River Falls, announced the launch of the Humane Handling Institute last week. This program is for the is the first of its kind. And will provide hands-on training for current meat industry workers in humane pre-slaughter tra- handling, transport, stunning, and equipment maintenance. The program will be a series of two and a half day workshops. Participants can choose the workshops that meet their needs to complete the entire or complete the entire series of workshops and an additional project to receive comprehensive certification. Wisconsin's Meat Talent Development Program is providing the funding for this project in an effort to strengthen the state's meat processing supply chain and workforce.
0: And this is going to affect a lot of people. I see from the news release, tuition reimbursement will be offered to 120 trainees from small slaughter establishments across the state for the two workshops that uh, address the things that uh, Jill just talked about. So, again... uh, Steve Van Lannan, incoming chair of the North American Meat Institute and CEO, COO of American Foods Group, was uh, part of the uh, announcement of that. And uh, Governor Evers put this into force. Uh, DATCAP Secretary Randy Romansky, very much on board with this. So River Falls really getting involved in this with that new lab they've got over there and this humane treatment program. So that's, uh, that's good stuff. All right, it's almost a quarter to six here at Wax, and uh, a few things going on, Jill, around the area. What's happening?
1: Well, the Osu Fairchild FFA alumni and supporters is going to gather together on Thursday, November 3rd at 6 o'clock at the Northwoods Blue. Oh, Easy for me to say. Are they
0: organizing a group trying to get an alumni association set up? Are they trying to reinvigorate their organization? What are they doing? Does it say?
1: We're trying to get a uh, group set up.
0: An alumni organization. An alumni
1: set up to support the FFA members in Asu Fairchild.
0: All right. So if you're a, you don't have to be a former FFA member either to belong to a group like that. If you want to support um, Amelia down there, Amelia Hayden, who is the new Ag advisor this year and FFA instructor, then uh, attend that meeting. When and where again is it? It is
1: Thursday, November third at six o'clock at Northwoods Brew Pub.
0: Well, that's a good place to have it. That's for sure. So, uh, looking to get that organized. What else is going on?
1: Well, if you're hungry on Friday night, you can head to St. Olaf's Men's Club and all you can eat fish fry. It's at the St. Olaf Parish in Eau Claire. And boy, they've got quite a menu. And it's... Start- I've been
0: to, I haven't been to that this year, but uh, that's a good one.
1: They start serving at 4 to 7 o'clock. Yeah. And it's walk-ups and carry-outs are... walk-up carry are available.
0: And eat-in, too. You bet. Sit-down right. meal. So get up there at St. olds That's a good fish fry. What else?
1: Anything else? And the Barron County Hosting Breeders are having their fall sale on Saturday at 11 o'clock at the Barron Sale Pavilion, downtown Barron. And the CVTC classes are up there helping them out, taking care of the cattle for the week, clipping them, prepping them, and getting everything going.
0: All right. That's always a good sale up there at the Sale Pavilion. Hopefully, they'll have the... The clouds that were at the turkey shop, at the turkey store, cleared away by Saturday <laughs> up there in Barron County so you can drive on Highway 8. So, uh, again, lots of good things going on. And uh, that do it pretty much for now? Pretty much for now. That's what I got in my list. All right. So, again, you got something coming up, uh, a meal, an event, a sale, whatever it is. uh Send us the information so we can pass it along and let a lot of folks know what is happening. We've got some markets to get to on a Tuesday morning at Wax. Again, awful nice day today. Mostly sunny. The last of the clouds are moving out already. Should get uh, pretty close to 70. I think some folks will see 70. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax
2: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: It's about 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 33 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Hut Eamon and Sparta Equity.
10: Red cattle selling steady today. With the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers, 150 to 159. The Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers, 139 to 149. The Dairy Cross Steers, 130 to 145. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers, 128 to 136. The Choice and Select Holstein Steers, 117 to 127. With the Unfinished Steers, Heifers and Heavy Steers, 116 and down. Cow market steady with the highland cows 81 to 91. The cutters and utilities 65 to 80 with the low yielding and cow is 64 and down. Organic market today with results from the October 31st sale with the steady market with most organic cows bringing 91 to 106. The Thin and small organic cow cows 70 to 90 with the organic steers and heifers 110 to 120. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 85 to a dollar with the thin full and bulls over a ton discount at 84 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market, with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from 80 to 150. The quality Holstein heifer calves, 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef calves, two bucks to 350 with the light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder our next sale will be Wednesday, November 2nd, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Aim to Equity Lives in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. The crack of dawn never
2: sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: All right, let's get uh, what are we, 10 minutes before 6 o'clock. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale Bond Jerry Fitzgerald joins us, and you've got the joke of the day from Halloween, Jerry. Tell us that one.
11: Oh, uh, yeah, well, a little guy was going door-to-door uh, trick-or-treating, you know, and he was very excited, so the last place he, he left, he was uh, walking down the street, so he started looking in his bag and see what he got, and he looked, Maggie said, oh, crap, more Packer tickets.
0: (laughs) That might be the way of it, but, uh, yeah, they're having a tough time. (laughs) Tough time, that's for sure. The poor, you know, the thing is, you and I have been around long enough. Uh, You know in the pack, we've seen many times in the 70s and 80s when the Packers have had three- and four-game losing streaks. These young kids, uh, you know, in their 40s and whatever, they don't know hardship for the Green Bay Packers. We do. Yeah, there
11: we went. A really a list of coaches and quarterbacks that you could uh, kind of like to forget.
0: Yeah, that is for sure. It was a, it was a struggle for a while, but uh, been spoiled. Well, let's, uh, let's get to market. What happened yesterday over at Stratford?
11: We better do that, Bob. Thank you. And it's uh, with the way the weather is, hard to say that we're at November 1st. But anyway, we're going to recap yesterday, October 31st here at Equity Stratford. On uh, the uh, market cow auction yesterday, a mostly steady trend. High-yielding fleshy Holstein cows yesterday, selling from 72 to a top of 85.5. Most uh, of the cows yesterday, 52 to 72. Inner cows, $50 and below. On uh, the bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling from 84 to 98. white weight bulls, 82 and below. Half market, uh, Holstein bull calves on a steady trend, steady to strong. Good demand yesterday, 9,230 pound Holstein bull calves, 75 up to 185. Pepper calves, uh, pretty limited demand, $40 and below. Beef calves, very strong yesterday, 175 up to $370. And uh, Tuesday in Stratford today, a very busy day. First of all, we do get started this morning at 10 o'clock and bedding auction. Again, we've got a nice selection of hay. Also, bedding available today. We do have a consignment of small squares. In fact, small squares are third crop if you're looking for that. We've got round bales, large squares. Again, that will all be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock will be the dairy auction today. And as part of that dairy sale, we do have a complete herd dispersal of 40 registered Holstein milk cows, uh, 10 shortbread heifers coming along with that herd. I know folks are busy, but this is a very good opportunity to buy a very young herd. Uh, average age on these cows is less than four years old. Again, most of these cows are all going to be registered. There are going to be some red and white as well. So, complete information at sale time. And, uh, again, a very good opportunity to buy a herd of very... Various- Very nice young cows, and don't forget, tomorrow will be our special red-hided feeder cattle sale. We've got a very big lineup of feeder cattle, red beef cows for that sale tomorrow, and also today, don't forget, after the dairy sale, we do sell organic market cattle along with the conventional, so a busy week here in Stratford this week, Bob, so I know you guys are busy this morning, too, so we turn it back to you, but uh, boy, turn the calendar November 1, it's This is uh, record-setting
0: weather, isn't it? No, it's enjoyable. I don't care whether it's setting any records or not. It's enjoyable. So you enjoy it. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thanks, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op in the Ridgeland area. And uh, let's get on with the Board of Trade. Well, corn and wheat were higher yesterday. Russia pulling out of the Ukraine export deal. Stronger bean oil also. Overnight, December corn down a fraction at six ninety one. The oats up four to five at three ninety three. December wheat down a nickel at eight seventy six. March soybeans up eleven to twelve cents overnight. So March soybeans sitting at fourteen thirty nine as a contract out there. December meal up a dollar and a half at four twenty nine sixty. Some of the country elevator prices.
1: At Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at six thirty-six with soybeans at thirteen seventy-one. And the Connorsville location, corn's at six thirty-six with soybeans at
0: thirteen fifty-four. On the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump, six fifty a bushel today. And Mondovian Baldwin, six thirty-six and thirteen thirty-nine. Corn at Duran, six twenty-six, beans thirteen twenty-nine. Elmwood, the corn is six thirty-six, beans thirteen forty-four. Down at Fall Creek, 621 on the corn, 1304 on the beans. Osseo has corn at 641 today, the beans 1344. Out at Elk Mound, 636 on the corn, 1349 for the soybeans. Sparta will cash your corn at 637, your beans 1329. And Ellsworth, 616 and 1289 on the beans. Ethanol plants, corn at Boyceville, 641. Stanley, 642. The Richmond Grain Facility at 640. Barrel cheese up a cent and three quarters. 194 and a quarter. The blocks were unchanged yesterday. Dollar ninety-six. Butter down 19 and a half at 294 and a half. October class three came off the board yesterday, down two at twenty-one eighty-one. We'll get the official October class three tomorrow. November down, or November was up twenty-six at twenty forty-seven. December nineteen dollars even. That was up nineteen cents. January down nine at eighteen eighty-one and February up 4 at 1926. Again, 33 degrees right now, sunny, and we're looking for about 69 today, an awful nice Wednesday and Thursday. And it looks like Friday, Saturday, some rain moving in. So get up and out them, a shank of the day, baby. Enjoy it.